Welcome back, everyone, to the Eat Speed Podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. Gentlemen, this is a subject of grave concern. We are apparently living in a time and a nation where the number one favorite Mexican restaurant in America is Taco Bell. I, I was kind of crying over this when I was having chilaquiles at uh, um, Paco's, at Paco's. On, uh, on Magnolia on, on Saturday. Some um, of the best chilaquiles. Uh, it's, yeah, there's, there's a whole podcast to be done on chilaquiles, which I don't believe Taco Bell offers. One strike against them being one of the um, best Mexican restaurants. So the, the survey was done apparently at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I think, and it was surveyed only people who were up at 2 o'clock in the morning and really had the munchies. So I, I don't want to slam Taco Bell too much because in, until about 20 years ago, the, my diet was practically drive through based. Uh, I, I've said before that it was based on what dripped the least while driving. <laughs> you are what you eat. And... Um, um, I was turning into a drive-through, and I decided to stop. But Taco Bell was a pretty regular stop, and I I grew up in El Paso. As I was saying, uh, tacos are indigenous in El Paso, yet Taco Bell was very popular there, especially at two o'clock in the morning. And uh, in Las Cruces, New Mexico, where I spent three years, there was one near my house. You could get better tacos, but they were right there. Um, so I I really can't, you know, it's. But even when I was doing this. Even when I was in my teens and 20s, I knew it wasn't the best Mexican food. You know, as I'm saying that you can eat the stuff without being, a, you know, and be aware that it's not the best and being aware there's other stuff out there. Is this a national thing? I mean, a national or is it just for well, Texas? Where was this? It was, a, it was a national yeah. survey, which I think the reason, and, and it was a J.D. Power survey of uh -huh. all the of brands so you it would had to be somebody who was a national brand right and that's really one of the downsides is a lot of the really good restaurants and and, and even the chains are not national i mean taco bell isn't even the best fast food taco chain i mean you know taco bueno is better than taco bell and here in the southwest we have this sainted uh chain called taco casa that has absolutely great green sauce and taco casa to me tastes like Taco Bell did in the beginning 50 years. I had Taco Bell on my high school graduation night. I remember it well at what's now J&J's Oyster Bar on University. Oh, as a Taco Bell. I but, lived but, at Taco Bell in high but, school. But 50 years ago, 50 years ago, Taco Bell was much better. Mm -hmm. And Taco Casa today tastes like Taco Bell did 50 years ago. It has a much more of an authentic taste. But uh, it was a national survey. So, uh, you know, who else were they going to pick from? Uh, I can't even think. There's not any. Frontier Grill in Chicago, Rick Bayless's place. Yeah. One of, the, one of the best Mexican restaurants in the United States happens to be in Chicago, but you don't find a lot of good Mexican north of the Red River. There is not any um, Tex-Mex or Mexican restaurant chain that operates nationwide that would have a nationwide follow. As we were prepping here, we were talking about um, other taco places in, on Beach Street in Fort Worth. Um, and El Paisa. El Paisa, which is... It's a, you know, a fast casual. It looks like a fast food place, but you can get authentic tacos there. You can get the carnitas, you can get the barbacoa, you can get the lengua, things like that. It, it's worth trying out. I did a story about a year and a half ago where I was attempting to go from the cheapest tacos, which are the jack-in-the-box tacos, which I made the mistake of A, eating sober, B, eating in the daytime, and C, looking inside. But they're cheap. Uh, but they're cheap, and if you don't look inside, they're actually not bad. Um, jack-in-the-box tacos are better than Taco Bell. I, I don't know that I agree with I don't even know that I agree with Taco Bueno, but I, I didn't grow up with Taco Bueno, so Taco Bell was sort of my default when I, um, when I moved here and had my fast food diet, especially the first 
seven and a half years, I six and a half years when I worked at night and you, you needed that fix it uh, late at night. But I could also get that fix at Taco Gabbana, which was open till like three o'clock in the morning. Well, you have a fresco taco spot out by you. Is a, is a Love good fresco taco spot. Yeah, it, and then uh, in, and go ahead. Yeah, it, it originated in South Lake where, where it is uh, kind of hidden. It's uh, if you have to be going the right direction on South Lake Boulevard. Um, you have to be going eastbound. It's very close to 114. Um, but if you miss the turn, you're going to be on 114. But there's a one that opened several months ago, um, maybe a year ago on North Tarrant Parkway, which is a lot uh, more visible. They've got a very basic menu. Um, there's f- four tacos to the order. They uh, really stuff them, but they have the barbacoa. They have um, carnitas. They have um, basic chicken tacos. They have, um, I think they're called Chicano fries, which is a meal in itself. In fact, it's two meals. Uh, I have a pretty good back, big appetite, but when I ordered Chicago fries, uh, Chicano fries, which are just French fries that are buried with just about anything you would layer onto nachos, I, I wound up having that for uh, dinner and then lunch the next day. Um, it, it was the sort of it's thing I'm really glad I have, but I'm not sure I would have it more than once because I'm not sure it will, what it would do to my arteries to have it more than once. Well, like in the San Diego taco places we have now, have carne asada fries and, and some of the great hits. Yeah, I, I wrote uh, just a couple of weeks ago at Eat Speed about uh, about two places in Hearst. The, uh, the sign says Three Ninas. I mean, you really should say Tres Ninas, but it's uh, the Three Ninas is a little taco place with house-made corn tortillas they're just a little bit thicker and it just really really uh, good for tortillas and then california tacos has these really hot red and green salsas and they have uh, and they they make their tacos on white corn tortillas on a bed of pico before they put things in so it's you know some of those places there there are great juanitos and hempel there are great taquerias taco bell is not one steve you've been wanting to chime in no no i just was, well <laughs> he wants taco bell he's turning to get the well I, I do i do like that was, that was a hungry look in your eyes yeah okay. you know well you start talking about the fresh tortillas you know the corn tortillas that i don't think anything's better than fresh corn tortillas i mean that's really good oh, okay so we're rejecting taco bell and uh, you know we want to do away with the electoral college at this point and have a national popular vote all over again on on who the best tacos are. we we've actually talked about doing a taco bracket like we do the burger bracket but there are so many taco places and there's so i mean do you put in the taco trucks do you put in every little taqueria you can find on the on uh, the north side or on seminary um uh, it, it would be a challenge, and then, of course you have the different sort of sorts of tacos too. You have the Austin style tacos at Torchies. You have more um, street style. You get at Salsa Limon. You have the uh, sort of limited quality over quantity menu at uh, Taco Heads on Montgomery. And the uh, national type Dorito type tacos at Taco Bell. Well, and, <laughs> and, and well, I'll just I'll just say, folks. This is what happens when you don't vote. Take a lesson. This, this is what happens. <laughs> this is also proof that uh, when, when Steve mentions the, the Doritos and stuff at Taco Bell, I always think, it's like, man, the, the guy I thought was a burnout in high school, he, he got a job consulting on restaurant menus, and he's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, um, you know, we want to go to a se- this almost become a regular segment. Uh, we might as well name it Outside the Loop, new, re- new restaurants that are outside the loop. And, and uh, Robert, you have some new places in North Tarrant County. Well, brand new, uh, and it's actually part of a, a local chain, is the Crab Station, which just opened in uh, Presidio Junction, Presidio Town Crossing. Uh, it's, <clears throat> I'm still confused about which is which. 
which is like one is part of the other. And I live right by there. Um, there is a uh, pho restaurant, King Pho and Sushi, that is it's in the same building. It's about two doors down. It, it hasn't quite opened yet, but it looks very close. They've got the uh, application for alcohol. Uh, between them, if you want dessert, is uh, something coming in called Sugar Sugar Crush. It looks like an ice cream and candy place. There's um, weird developments like Bronson Rock turning into Porshack. Although I drove by Bronson Rock yesterday, and they turned into Porshack on September 1st, but the Bronson Rock signs are still up. I don't. There's no indication that they changed the name if you drive by it. And there are places that are. Close to opening. Uh, I think they're probably both going to open it in October that we've been waiting for for a long time. One of them is Station Patio Ice House in Old Count Keller. You drive by it, it looks almost ready. They've got the signs up. The signs are illuminated. They've got um, the patio is pretty much done. Um, and uh, Stack's Biscuit House in Roanoke, which we have been waiting for for That's a long, long time, um, is um, probably going to open in October as well. And speaking of snack of Stack's, you know, the Snooze Breakfast Restaurant in Fort Worth is probably three, four weeks away. Yeah, and um, in our North Turn Parkway, we mentioned uh, Fresco Taco Spot. There is a new, um, a relatively new Nepali uh, Indian restaurant, uh, Swad Indian Cuisine, that I have not been in yet. I've been in the space it's in, uh, where a few previous restaurants have been, and it's always felt a little awkward and sterile. Um, so I'm a little reluctant to go in and dine in, but I'm curious about the cuisine. And down the street from it, we actually thought this was open, but we tried to go there last uh, couple of Sundays ago, and it's still under construction, is uh, Spice 8, which is a fast casual um, Indian restaurant that is uh, Chipotle inspired. Anything that's a little bit different, anything that's not, you know, chain bland middle of the road will be welcome. Yeah, and um, you know it's it's thought of as especially because Alliance Town Center is so loaded with chains. Um, there are a few um, Asian restaurants within it, but Alliance is so sprawling that you actually have to look in like it's in the Sam Moon Center where you'll find the uh, the Asian restaurants. I was prowling around in South Arlington and along about the 62, 6500 block of South Cooper. You know, there's a couple of shopping centers down there. Um, we saw Chop House open down there for a while and they're gone. The Rio Mambo opened up. There's always been Istanbul Grill, the original one, which is a big draw down there. And they have a couple of new restaurants that are really good for um, that, that both worked out to be really good. Uh, Roma Trattoria is an Italian restaurant that's down there. That it, it's uh, it would be one of the better. I, I wouldn't say it's fine dining on the Piccolo Mondo, um, La Gondola level, but it's awfully good. I mean, it's definitely better than pizza and pasta, and it's uh, you know it, it's a real good middle of the road Spanish spinach Parmesan ravioli, lobster shrimp ravioli, spinach cannelloni, you know, new traditional lasagna, fettuccine. All the all the portions were big enough for two people to share. Um, they have a prosciutto cantaloupe salad. They have just a lot of nice little side things. And they have, I mean, there's like this tiramisu battle of South Cooper going on. You have the, the a couple of restaurants with good tiramisu, but I think Roma Trattorias was the best. So it's, uh, I mean, I'd put it like Fontana's nearby, you know, one of the better uh better and it's byob right now you you mentioned tiramisu and another good place that's been open uh, for a couple of years um but is sort of off the beaten path in south lake is molino's restaurant molino which is yeah. a little family-run restaurant it's on uh davis boulevard yeah. um davis and continental yeah just a little south of uh, uh where uh south lake boulevard and 
that restaurant has some of the best tiramisu I've ever. Yeah, had. I thought of that. I thought of Molino when I thought when I had this tiramisu, and I would say that Roma Trattoria and Molino, maybe two of the best. I'm consistently disappointed in tiramisu, but Molino and uh, and this uh, Roma Trattoria were really good. Now across the street, down the road a little bit, there's a new steakhouse, and, and this is what's odd. It's a an Italian chef, Carmen Bianco, but he's doing a cowboy steakhouse with with big thick steaks. But he also has some, you know, chicken uh, brick chicken with mushrooms and Cabernet demi glaze and a Duroc pork chop. Uh, it, it's like a mixture of it, it's like uh, steakhouse meets, you know, uh, not fine dining, but but uh, just a good good grill. It's it's a it's a grill with a Western atmosphere. So it's uh, you go in there, you see. Uh, a guy eating a great big steak that's as big as a plate, a big tomahawk chop or something, and then you see the the, the family he's with, and they've all got salads. And I just hope he's sharing that steak. That's mm-hmm. all I can see. What's the prices like there? Yeah, and, and it's uh, you know it's it's uh, the the sides all come with a steak, so it's not an a la carte place. The steaks top out with a tomahawk. Which is about forty, but all the other steaks are twenty-two to twenty-five dollars. Mm, I'm gonna try this place. Salad okay, inside. I'm writing this down. So, yeah, Ranch Hand <laughs> Steakhouse. It was it was very good, and, and we wanted off time, and it was still. Um, we we were just delighted. We didn't think much of it. We thought this is going to be like some suburban somebody trying to start up a little end of the world steakhouse, but it was excellent. And the uh, you know just the shrimp and grits and salmon. Uh, they have a lobster mac and cheese. They have a really interesting. They have a, a sirloin with chimichurri. Uh, they, they have a lot of really interesting things and a great big tomahawk ribeye, too, on a New York strip. So uh, just everything about it was just a complete surprise. So that's Ranch Hand Steakhouse on South Cooper, and this is all down somewhere in the between Arlington and Mansfield netherworld down around Sublet Road. Steve, have you been outside the loop for anything lately? Uh uh, Carrollton, Carrollton, <laughs> which yeah. is a little little further away, but that I was, is. Yeah, I was at uh, Kula uh, Sushi, and uh, I finally got the on the bush. Yeah, I finally it's the revolving sushi thing with the little plates going by, and they have a little game where you put the plates in, and if you get fifteen in, you get a little prize. And I got fifteen plates, I put them in, and and I had my camera, and I was filming the machine, and it didn't drop. Oh, <laughs> so it was a disappointing. Yeah, uh, see, everybody has pulled off the side of the road now to stop and write down Kula Sushi in Carrollton has the little revolving table of sushi. Right. Uh-huh. See, uh, people are all people are all going to want to know about that. Um, we have a little bit of barbecue news, and if there's any other news, uh, the uh, you know a reader asked this week about uh, about the the big uh, the barbecue place from Stephenville. That has that has become so ubiquitous now that has uh, that has locations in, in Roanoke and the new one in, in Burleson coming up. Hard eight, hard eight barbecue. I also one in Capel where um, my in laws live in Capel. Mm. We can drive by that. We when we take the dogs over there, uh, they um, they're always very interested when we drive by hard. Uh, eight. I bet named named for a dice throw, by the way. So that that we their their restaurant in Burleson is just now under construction. But uh, Vicki Nivens did tell me that they are now looking in Hudson Oaks. And so they plan to join the great Hudson Oaks restaurant world out there around the new HEB and everything else. It's under construction out there. Um, I went back to the stockyards this week. Just kind of on a chance, I walked into the Star Cafe. Horseshoe Hill isn't open on Tuesday. The Star Cafe on Tuesday runs their chicken fried steak for eight ninety five with house-made mashed potatoes and vegetable, house-made biscuit. I thought I had gone back in time. I thought it was 1975 all over again. I've always said Star Cafe is probably as close to 
the the sainted, you know, much burned Massey's is anywhere that that you have in Fort Worth. And this was a particularly classic chicken fried steak. And I don't eat chicken fried steak very often. I ate it because it was in, on special this day. But it was one of the very best. It's I think. funny you say that because I consider you our, our chicken fried steak expert. Yeah, isn't isn't your Twitter photo or one of your one of your social media photos a big plate of chicken holding fried holding out the Mary's Cafe chicken fried steak? Which and and I'm actually bigger than the Mary's Cafe chicken fried steak in that picture, which is which is kind of scary. When you but, copy this over, when you share it on your Facebook, all you don't really see Bud's head. Right, you see this body holding a, a right. huge chicken fried steak. You see belly and chicken fried steak and, and I should I should have rented out my shirt that day for like a little inline ad or something that'd be yeah. good. I'm a big steak person, chicken fried or otherwise, but uh, I do like uh, chicken fried steak. I, I get it at Billy's a lot. Uh, I had you know we all were having dental work recently and so I had stopped eating chicken fried steak for about three weeks until I got these new crowns on. And the first thing I did is went to you Billy's. You went through and, withdrawal. Yeah. First thing I did is went to Billy's and had chicken fried steak. And then uh, I eat uh, at a regular place on Wednesdays, which is uh, close to Dixie House. And that place is packed on Wednesdays because they do a $4.99 uh, chicken fried steak full size every you know every Monday and Dixie, Wednesday. Dixie Monday and Wednesday at Dixie, Dixie House, House, and they right. have the great desserts, cakes, and pies. Yeah, and it's just they I do mean, chicken it's, fried chicken too. Yeah, chicken fried, and it's just packed. I mean, you know, so that yeah. they're doing something. Well, four ninety nine is a good price. Four ninety nine is a good price. Uh, th- this eight ninety nine at Star Cafe is a good price for this chicken fried. I started digging into it, and I was only going to eat a few bites, and I thought, wow, this is really good. And then I thought, I wonder if I can cut this with a fork because it looked like it was a pretty thick little steak took my fork and it just slid through it. It was mm-hmm. just beautiful. Everything about it, the cream gravy was good, had just enough pepper. Everything about it tasted like the kind of chicken fried steak that cowboys ate when the stockyards was really a cattle auction. And it just, everything about it was classic Fort Worth. And uh, the Star Cafe has been there for 38 years. We don't talk about it much, but uh, you know, it's it's been a kind of a stockyards mainstay. I think we picked it as best cheap steak a few years ago. Yeah, when... When we've done our burger battles, I, I have a Facebook friend who always complains that we don't mention Star Cafe. We've we've never had it in. It's not really a burger joint, but apparently the burger there is very good. The burger's big and thick, and it's also on this new lunch special menu. They have its burger and fries for nine dollars, I think. So it's it's also part of the new special. So um, on the Fort Worth Foodies Facebook page the other day, this is sort of a uh, segueing to another chicken fried thing. Somebody was asking about where to get good chicken fried chicken, and when I read that, I thought I just saw fried chicken. I, and a lot of people read the same way, and they were recommending fried chicken joints. And chicken fried chicken seems to be one of these things where I notice it on the menu, but when somebody asks about it, I don't know what to tell them. I, I, you know, it was rarer than I thought. So is there a chicken fried chicken recommendation? Well, I think the chicken fried chicken at Dixie House is even better than the steak. And mm-hmm. you know, there's about four Dixie houses around. There's one in, in near Saginaw. There's one in Handley. There's one on South Hewland. And I think their chicken fried chicken is really good. I never had a chicken fried chicken. I always get the chicken fried steak, but yeah. Susan gets it sometimes, and she's had it at Billy's, and it's been pretty good. Yeah, Billy's chicken fried chicken's good. So we, you know, if uh, people make fun of of the name chicken fried chicken, you know, we used mm-hmm. to call it a fried chicken, boneless fried chicken mm-hmm. breast, but you know now mm-hmm. chicken fried chicken's become popular. And the the uh, and I I send people to Dixie House. I tell them four ninety nine on Monday and. Wednesday, Wednesday or Monday, Monday and Wednesday. Monday, the, Monday and Wednesday, you can't go wrong. Yeah. So I, I don't think I've ever had chicken fried chicken. I'm not a big chicken fried steak either. I do like it. Um, my preferences are, are the aforementioned Horseshoe Hill, where they do it, um, what, six or seven different ways. 
and um, Riata mm -hmm. uh, has a good chicken fried steak that kind of flops off the plate. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, Grady Spears was just known for doing chicken fried steak. And so that's kind of, uh, he was at both places. And uh, actually, Billy used to work under Grady. And so any, all those places that work with where he was associated do good chicken fried steak. Well, and we should mention here that a lot of people like the Cotton Patch Cafe chain, and they have something called Chicken Fried Road Trip going on. And through October, they have daily specials of chicken fried bacon and chicken fried this and chicken fried that. I guess they're kind of getting in the steak fair mood, but it's uh, <laughs> Nashville hot chicken fried steak, uh, fried catfish, biscuit. They have a brunch menu with biscuit stack. They have a chicken fried chicken with jalapeno cream gravy. Now, that's that's kind of the newer invention in Social House was the first place that, that really popularized it here. But the jalapeno cream gravy uh, mm -hmm. on the chicken fried steak is, is is kind of taking things to another level. Well, Nashville hot chicken fried steak got my attention. I like Nashville hot chicken. I don't think I've heard anybody doing a Nashville hot chicken fried steak. That's that's the uh, that's what it says right here from the Cotton Patch Cafe, which I guess there's one in downtown Grapevine and some others. There's one on 377 in the Watauga Keller, North Wilson yeah. Hills, North Fort Worth. Yeah, Nexus. All, I think it's actually in Watauga, but very close to the border of all those. There, it's a it's a Texas chain. There are all locations out there somewhere. We have any other news this week? Anything coming up? Uh, we are looking forward to the opening of zero degrees on south 7th um in um fort worth in not on south 7th in south 7th on west 7th in fort worth uh any day now um have not been able to pin down the exact date and uh, i actually had something that i don't remember putting on my google calendar for today but um i emailed uh, a representative and asked about the uh, um the opening i have not heard back from him uh, then we have the closure of uh, in the sack in downtown Fort Worth. It uh, was a sort of hard to define. It was like a gourmet grocery it was store with delivery. With food. it was it was set up to be wine delivery, wine and liquor delivery with food, and they would bring you dinner. But now there are about fifteen different apps that bring you dinner. And there's a and uh, there's a dine-in aspect to it too, but it's a fairly small menu. And if you're walking to it, it's right down the street from the Star Telegram. If you're walking to it from the Star Telegram, you're going to walk by Salsa Limon, Pot Belly, um, uh, Cantina Laredo. There's a P.F. Chang's near there. There's uh, Piranha Sushi. There's all sorts of other places to eat. So the dine-in isn't really going to bring a lot of people work. there. Uh, Steve, you've been to, is it Barrel and Bones? Yeah, Barrel and Bone. I, I tried that out the, this weekend. and uh, More barbecue. And, more, and that's more barbecue. barbecue in the Montgomery Plaza. Yeah, it, was, it was very tasty. The portions were a little small for me, but uh, they, it was very tasty. They had the, I had Kobe beef ribs, and uh, uh, that was really good. Uh, had some sausage. The sausage was kind of small, but it was good sausage. And uh, then... Uh, their uh, brisket wasn't ready yet. You know, there's a saying, you know, it's done when it's done. Apparently it wasn't done wasn't yet. It wasn't done. <laughs> but uh, so I, we had some pulled pork too. Well, I talk about portions. I went to, the, there's a, a barbecue food truck that's open a stand in Hewlett Mall named Riley's. And they had on their on the menu, it said like three meat combination. So I said, okay, well, give me um, beef, pork, and ribs. Well, I didn't realize, you know, he said, okay, he, he hollered. I went sad. I was looking at my phone. He said, okay, it's ready. I looked up, there were four food trays stacked four dinner trays there was one was uh, one was beef one was pork one was ribs they were all full so the combo plates it was the yes it was the okay, the, well, okay this is another place i need to go <laughs> the four plate combo it was pretty impressive 
Steve actually takes notes while we're doing these podcasts. He <laughs> puts them, Steve, go out programs and, them uh, into his phone. Right. We, sometimes we have to send Steve out to eat for us because there's only three times a day we can do any research. We we need help doing some mm-hmm. of this. So st- Steve rounds up some of it too. And, I, and at breakfast time, I don't do a lot of research during <laughs> breakfast time. I was unusual for me to get here as early as i did today okay we're all going to go out and eat more and then we'll come back next week and tell you about we're it trying so tricky fish for the first time oh today. yeah tricky fish will be good yeah. they have yeah. a lot of they have Susan a lot of likes my wife likes that uh, and yeah. waterside you'll yeah. like it a lot related to razoos yeah well it's a it's a razoos is, is is a new orleans restaurant and tricky fish is a gulf coast restaurant so it's like a texas version of razoos with a lot of good seafood you'll like a lot of there's some more good fish places coming up too so um until next week i'm bud kennedy i'm robert Philpott. and steve wilson <laughs>